Parenting with a Disability, its biggest challenges and its greatest rewards. Today, we're talking about it all. I'm Isaac, and you're listening to the Man vs. Wheelchair Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I hope this finds you favored and well-blessed. Super excited to get back in on it. Uh, It's been a minute, but we are back and ready to go. You will notice that uh, I'm alone in this episode. My my buddy Josh went and got himself married, so his life is super busy and and wonderful, and we're really happy for him and excited. So uh, we wish him and his wife the best, and for now you're stuck with me until uh, until we figure out what we're going to do next. So uh, today, parenting with a disability. I am really, really uh, excited about this episode. My entire life, I've wanted to be a dad, to be a parent. Uh, As far back as I can remember, I was super, super blessed with just amazing, amazing parents. And I'm very, very thankful for that. And as I was growing up, I thought to myself, you know, I want to, I want to do that. I mean, I want to inspire my kids in a way that when I come home from work, you know, they all run towards me and give me a big hug. And and we did that as as kids with my dad. And and it's it's fun whenever we're all gathered at their house uh, and he comes home from work, uh, you know, we'll still all get up and go over and give him hugs and 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 just uh, enjoy him. And and so much of that had to do with the way that he and my mom raised us and and I just wanted to be able to give back. You know, I wanted to give that back to my kids. And and there are so few things that I can do that loving them is, that's the easiest thing you can do. You know, it, it does, it takes everything emotionally from you to do it. But, you know, physically, it's very, very little. And what's so neat about kids is they have the ability to identify these uh, small gestures. And, and to them, it means the world. You know, my, my kids know my limitations for the most part. Uh, my older ones do. And and whenever they see me doing something that I normally don't do, and I'm doing it for them, that just, it elevates it. And it makes it something, uh, not more, but it makes it something more special than what it was uh, or what it would have been uh, any other any other time. And And I love that. So so I'm really excited to be able to dive in and just kind of talk about uh, what it's been like, uh, some of the challenges, some of the greatest rewards that I've had, and uh, and I and I hope you enjoy. And please reach out if you are a parent. Uh, you know, share your stories. I want to hear them. Everybody else wants to hear them. We're I'm I'm equally as excited to hear about you know success stories of a person in a wheelchair as ambulatory people are listening to these stories going, oh, wow, I never even thought about what it would be like to be a parent with a disability. That seems so challenging. And, and it is, but rewarding. So, so reach out, let us know. We want to hear from you. And we want to be able to champion you uh, and, and your journey of being a parent. So, you know, one of the things that is most difficult in my, in my uh, journey as being a parent is obviously the struggle of saying I can't. 
and there are many, many times as uh, as my kids come up to me and they want to do something with me, and and the simple response is, "I'm sorry, sweetie, I can't." And and it it's not a big deal for them; they just kind of shrug it off and and go on. But for me, that it it bothers me, and for days and sometimes weeks, it just it bothers me and it stays with me. And it's not because I think that I'm at fault for anything because I'm not, but it just when when someone comes to you with an expectation and you let that person down for whatever reason, you know, um, intentionally or unintentionally, like that that stays with you and it stays with me and and again they're they're great and they shrug it off and they they move on to the next thing. Uh, so it takes me a while to learn uh, to tell them no because I can't. And and it's gotten easier as they've gotten older. Uh, but when I was when I was younger, uh, I was a teenager, and uh, we had an old uh, horse pasture, and I my myself and my two older brothers, uh, all three of us were in wheelchairs. We got rid of the horses, but we still had the pasture, and we would drive around in in circles and made a track out there. And and I remember one time I I don't remember how old I was I was you know thirteen fourteen I I had been in the wheelchair for a couple of years at this point and just kind of you know just making my way through not really thinking about anything and I remember this this day hit different I I was starting to get the realization of like oh man this is this is permanent you know as odd as that is you know I it was such a slow burn going into the wheelchair that it it just was like this natural next event in my life but but this day it was it, it was just real and I remember driving around uh, in a circle and I was uh, kind of shaking my fist at God saying you know you did this to me um, you know how am I supposed to have a life how am I supposed to have happiness or, or find love and, and it was so so odd that the thing that I told him was, what if my son comes to me to play baseball and I can't play baseball with him? And, and as a 13 or 14 year old, that was, looking back at it now, that was just an, an odd thing uh, at the time. But it, it kind of stuck in the back of my head. And uh, fast forward, I'm, I'm a parent now. And man, my, my son came up to me uh, when he was about four, and he had a ball, and he said, "Hey, Dad, let's go play catch." And and just my heart sunk. You know, it's like the thing that I wanted most in life to be to be a parent and to have kids and to have fun with them and and to to be a good dad. And and this fear that I had that went all the way back to being a teenager. I mean, it was there. I was. I was staring it down. And I remember looking at him and I was like, I'm sorry, buddy, I I can't. And this is the this is the the power, the hidden superpower that kids have. He looked me right in the eyes and said, Oh, okay. And he walked over to me and he dropped the ball in my lap. And then he started praising me for how good I did. 
said, you got it, Dad. Now throw it back. And I couldn't throw it. Uh, so I just let it roll off my, my leg. And he ran across the porch and caught it. And he would bring it back to me and drop it in my lap. Good job, Dad. You caught it. And all of a sudden, all those years of me trying to figure out what what it was going to be like, it, it was gone in an instant because I realized that I wasn't alone. Like, I wasn't alone as a parent with uh, with a disability with kids because my kids were going through this with me. And they were helping me along the way. And, and they were learning and they were growing just like I was. And, and man, it was so encouraging to be able to, to, to experience this mind shift of, of a poor me into a, wow, look what can happen. And, and that's what my son did. I mean, he is so, so strong. And, and my, my daughter and, and my youngest son as well, all three of them, they're so strong and brave. To be able to, you know, for the sake of of enjoying me, step out of their comfort zone and do things that most kids wouldn't do or that might embarrass them. But to them, they're like, nope, this is what I do to spend time with dad. And and this is it. And and like these are the rewards. And and these are the things that whenever I'm sitting back and I'm going, how can I do it? How can I make it another day? You know, they they come and they they love you in a way that is beyond words and, and beyond being beyond describing in any way. And I know that's not just unique to me as a disabled parent. Kids just do that. Like I said, it's a superpower. But that it was the fact that it was so natural for him to do that. Just to go, I want to do this thing. I want to do it with my dad, but I can't. Okay, we we change it up. We do something else. And and I'm also reminded of a time I went to uh I went with my daughter to get her hair cut. And and it was just she and I. So this was the first time that we really went out together uh by just the two of us. And uh it's always a big deal whenever the kids get old enough that we can that they can buckle themselves in by themselves. Uh, so, so we can go and, and do something just the two of us. So it's, it's a, a tradition that I love being able to do. And, and for this one, it was getting her hair cut. So we, we went and we were sitting there and she was waiting. And she, I could tell she was nervous. And she was kind of looking around, just taking everything in. And the closer it got, uh, there, there was a screen that had her name on it. So she was coming up and, and she started getting really worried. And she was saying, you know, dad, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't, I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to do this. So I encouraged her and told her, hey, it's going to be fine. You know, the, the people here are great. Uh, you know, you, you know them, they've cut your hair before. So they called her name and, and we both went back there and, and the lady was just absolutely wonderful. Got her a booster chair and a, a princess apron and and she started crying as soon as she sat down and put the the apron on not loud it was to herself but big tears were just rolling down and i 
I went over there and I sat right next to her and, and I grabbed her hand. And the lady started cutting her hair and she worked around me and she worked around, uh, you know, me, me being there for, for my daughter. And at the end of it, the lady turned to, to grab something, a broom, I think it was, to sweep up the hair. And my daughter looked right at me and said, thank you, Daddy, for standing by me. I'm sorry, I'm emotional this, this episode. My, my kids do it to me. But she said, thank you for standing by me. And, and, and that's what it was. I mean, like, I was there for her. And she notices that. Like, they, kids have this innate ability to notice you and to see right through everything. And, and in this life, I mean, like, I, I cannot exist as a person without the help of others. And, you know, that's a big part of, of the way that I crafted my, my personality in the beginning, because I, I had a, I had a, a wonderful, wonderful helper, uh, in, in eighth grade, uh, at school. He would help me get from class to class and take my notes. And we were playing one time and I, I was doing some sort of, you know, makeshift gym outside. And, and I, I did something and accidentally hurt him. And instead of apologizing, I just kind of laughed it off. And, and he was very honest with me. And he's like, Isaac, you are not going to have friends. And you're going to grow up to be very, very lonely if you don't change your attitude and the way you treat people. And that was just a shock for me. So, so I, from there, I started acting different. I, I took initiative to change how I acted because I knew I could not exist in life on my, on my own by myself. I had to have someone's help, but it was more than just like a manipulative way. I, I, I told myself I had to be genuine. I have to be genuinely thankful for the help that I get. And then in a future episode, I want to talk a lot about this actually of of what it's like to to live in a continual state of thankfulness uh, and how actually challenging it is but here i am sitting next to my daughter and my daughter's looking at me saying you're standing by me thank you and and all of these dots started to connect you know it's like the the person i wanted to be the person that I was when I, uh, when I was young, and and less, uh, less caring, and and less personable, and then having these experiences, really traumatic experiences about coming into a wheelchair and this new life, and then realizing I need to be different, and that overlapping my parents and the way that they. The, the way that they treated me really started to narrow in my, uh, my desire, my drive to, to be the best dad that I could. And man, I don't know if I've ever had my, 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 my chin quite as high in pride, you know, hearing her say that and, and just sitting back going, you know what? I can do it. I can do this. And my son wanting to play baseball and me not being able to, but him finding a way 
it's like, yes, I can do this. I can handle this. And, you know, it goes back to whenever they were young and it's the, the typical, you know, 11 o'clock at night and they're, they're crying, not going to sleep and, and somebody's got to do something. So I would take Abaya, my, my oldest son, and I would cross my leg over and put him on my lap. And we had a, a big open dining room with a, a, a beautiful table that my brother made. And, and I would drive very, very slowly around that table and, and just hold him and sing to him as, as he would fall asleep. And it might take 20 or 30 minutes, but I was just, you know, slowly driving and, and spending time with him and, and realizing, man, this is exactly what I wanted out of life, right? This is, this is it. From being a kid and, and saying, I want to be a dad like my dad was a dad. And then getting angry because maybe I wasn't going to have that chance. And then getting told, hey, you get to be a dad, which is beyond the, the, the scope of my mind because all these doctors told me it wasn't possible. And, and all of these things coming at me and, and being, being present. Uh, and, and it kind of comes to this, this thought that we can't do it that way. But our way is just as good. And, and being able to approach that just in life in general, not even just being with a disability, but my approach is, oh, well, I can't do this thing the way that it's supposed to be done, but here is a way that I can do it. But you know what? It's just as good because most things in life are done for not the benefit of others, but for the satisfaction of yourself. You know, I, I love music. I play guitar and drums and, and I can't anymore, but, but I had to do it differently. But that didn't make it any less enjoyable. I just couldn't do it the way everybody else did. But I enjoyed it. And, and I loved being able to, to be in that creative mind space. And when my kids are sitting back going, hey, dad, I got you. And then I have to sit back and go, oh, my goodness, I'm the parent. I'm supposed to have you. But, but it's, this, it's this joyous understanding that we have each other. And, and I don't really know everything that the future brings for that. You know, what, what's that going to be like whenever they get older? And I would imagine that they're still going to soften and, and be understanding, uh, especially as their minds develop. But, you know, I, I know what I was like when I was little. And then how distant I got as I got older. And, and, you know, to be completely transparent, that's one of my fears is they, they take the time to put in the effort to find things to do with me. And I want to equally take the time to find things to do with them. But as they get older and they, you know, start, you know, dating and, and uh, sports and, and all these things that are beautiful and wonderful and you know where does that put me at the end of of the day and and they love me and i love them and i'm gonna support them no matter what their their endeavor is but this is a real thought that i have is you know what if they start doing this thing and i can't spend time with them 
like I like I used to or I don't know I don't know where to go with that and I don't know how to go forward with that um and these are just the realities I I'm still very confident that uh, that they're always going to want me uh present uh, they they're just amazing kids like that but I'm trying to articulate you know, what are these challenges of being a parent? Because it's not really the changing the diapers or feeding them. Those those get hard on whatever parent is mobile, right? But that kind of, that fades after a couple months. It's really more of the emotional side that that is the challenging part. And also just whenever it's three in the morning and the baby's crying and and you know she needs a diaper change. I want to go up and and change my baby's diaper, and I can't. Right, so you know my partner has to go do that, and I. I sit there and I'm like, man, I I wonder what's going through her mind, you know, and and she, you know, I'm sure she would know that. Uh, it, it's just the way that it is. Like I married into this. That's that's what it takes. Uh, but that doesn't, that doesn't ease up the, the feeling on the inside. And and to go back to what we we're talking about at the beginning of the episode, you know, it's like, I carry a lot on the inside, but my kids are always teaching me that there's no need to carry that. There's always another way. I can't physically change my, my kids' diapers uh, thankfully they're not in diapers anymore, uh, but I couldn't change their diapers, but that doesn't mean I couldn't sit next to them and distract them, you know, while my wife, the way normal people do it, but it's the way we did it. And it was good and it was good and it is good. And, and being able to find that light at the end of the tunnel is so important. And being able to realize I am worthy I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of being a parent. I'm, I'm worthy of, of existing. And, and so often we get caught in this, this space of saying, am I even worthy? And, and I want to tell you, you are, I am, we are. And, and, and I'm just so proud of you guys for going forward and waking up every day and looking at this behemoth of a mountain that we have to that we have to go and and it's difficult and it's hard but we're doing it and i just want to say i'm i'm so proud of you guys and and i'm so thankful that i get to spend some time with you and and just kind of open up my heart and wear it on my sleeve and and be real with you about what these past couple of years have been like being a parent and and you know big hopes for the future and I'm so excited. And uh, stories, please, please, please uh, get in contact with us. Write us, email us, uh, get get on the, the Facebooks, uh, send us a message, whatever you need. We want to hear your stories. We want to rejoice with you and all those wonderful, wonderful uh, adventures that you guys are on. And, and we thank you so much. Uh, go be blessed. We are so proud of you guys. This is the Man vs. Wheelchair Podcast.